On this episode of the podcast, we talk about the Stranger Things starter set and a number of other strange tangents. Welcome to We Speak Common. Here he comes, here he is, Joseph Dixon. Are we going? Yeah, we're, we've started, man, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> You're late. Every time. I was just I was just enjoying my chunky peanut butter Kit Kat. Oh, nice. I've fallen in love with them, they're so good. It's like heaven. I mean, Kit Kat is good, mate. It's good. I like I like the chunky ones, though, because they're not as hard as the uh, as the traditional. Hmm. It's just nice, I need to bring my microphone down a bit. There we go, there we go, okay. Hey, Dan, you alright? Good, mate. Good, mate. Good, Back mate. again. Back for it for another one. This is one of those weird mellow ones again, isn't it? It is. It's alright though. It's I like right. it. I like it. It's very chilled out. It's later in the day. You know, we can just relax, mm. open our minds. You know, open our minds to new ideas. New ideas. Would you like to hear a new idea? Do it. I don't know how on the scene you are. I know you work nights and you sleep <laughs> through the day, so you uh, <laughs> you don't really know what's going on in the world. I don't know you? where or who I am. No, that's pretty normal for you, to be fair. Um, which one are you today, Paladin or um, Rogue? Bard. That's that's a new personality <laughs> I haven't met yet. I'm, I'm intrigued by that one. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my loot. So um, this was announced last week uh, to when this is this is out on 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 the podcasting world. So last week, there was a new Dungeons & Dragons starter set announced. Same format as the original. It's a box. It has in it a stripped-back version of the rules, an adventure, some pre-generated characters. But this also includes, one, a theme, and two, two minis, which is a nice bonus. Oh, it has dice in it, too. There's the, the starter set dice, which are really nice dice if you... Um, haven't got a really nice set of dice you love by the star set just for the dice set it's really nice you don't get a percentile dice but it's a it's a lovely set very nice set so joe they have announced i don't know if you're big on netflix and chill but who isn't in this day well, i mean age. if you and i if you want to netflix and chill with me mate i'm totally down i'm um, down dungeons and dragons start set netflix stranger things edition yeah love it so i did see the picture mm, the picture is really nice it looks like uh the it looks like a, a Netflix Stranger Things version of the Red Box, the original D&D Red Box, which is cool. It comes with an unpainted and a painted version of their Demogorgon mini, which a lot of people are having problems with because obviously their Demogorgon isn't the real Demogorgon. Um, it's a completely different Demogorgon. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's the same name for a different creature, which is confusing to say the least. It's coming out in May, and it is. I've seen a listing for it on the... US Amazon, because I, ca- I can't find it on the UK Amazon yet, which is sad, because I want to pre-order it. Um, do you need to buy it, Ben? Ask yourself this question. Well... Do you, are we going to play it? Yes. Here's the thing, because... It's, it's twenty four ninety nine by the way, dollars. So it's um, it's not the original starter set. It is a new adventure. It's not Lost Minds of Fendelva. It's not a reskin. It is a brand new adventure. From my understanding, it's the adventure they're playing in the first episode. Let me read you the item description. Okay. The Stranger Things Dungeons and Dragons starter set contains everything players need to embark on a Stranger Things adventure, including the essential rules of the role-playing game. Great, good, good start. It's a great way for new as well as seasoned Dungeons and Dragons players to experience the D and D adventure Stranger Things character Mike Wheeler has created for his friends. Pick your character. Will you be the wise, 
Uh, sorry, that's confusing. Will you be Will the Wise? <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Dustin the Dwarf? Get your fireballs ready as you investigate the mysterious castle and battle the ferocious Demogorgon. Prepare for just about anything because the game just got stranger. Mm-hmm. So from that description, it sounds like you're playing the game that Mike Wheeler and his friends are playing in the very first episode of, of Stranger Things. Yeah. But the characters are called Will the Wise and Dustin the Dwarf. Are they the D&D characters? Because I can't remember. Well, are I w- they their D&D characters w- or are w- they them? I would presume the kids just named the characters. After themselves. After themselves. I think so, because I remember them calling him Will the Wise in yeah. the show. Also, I wonder what level it's going to be then. Because well, if it's a starter set, I would assume it's one to five. Yeah, but Will has a fireball. You don't get fireball till five. That's a f- yeah. That's a fair level spell, isn't it? Yeah. So like maybe. Do you only get that at no, the very because, end of the adventure yeah, because... to sling at the demigorgon? Also, demigorgon is challenge rating twenty six. So... Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, suspend your disbelief because in 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 the. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna struggle. In the episode, you don't know what level the characters are. And they've obviously been playing for a long time because they're up against the Demogorgon. This is a start set, and the well, miniature... at the end of the, at the end of the show, they say the the whole adventure took ten hours, which is interesting. I wonder how long it will take in real life. What their Dungeons and Dragons adventure? Yeah, because they finish the um, they finish the game in like the last episode. Yeah, they do in the epilogue, and um, like Dustin's like, oh, is that the end? And he's like, Mike's like, well. They've been playing for 10 hours. 10 hours. Yeah. Like, what more do you want from me? Yeah. Um, like, ungrateful player. I wonder if they'll like do it to that degree. I don't it's, like, think that so. Long. <laughs> I don't think so. But I mean, it, I don't think it's the actual, it's not the actual Demogorgon because the miniature you get for Demogorgon it, it is the, the creature from the show. The creature from the show with the weird flower face from the upside down. So it's not. I wonder if there's a twist in there where like. You're playing D and D in that world, but then it somehow melds with like the show's world in a way, or like the demigorgon from that world. That would be world. really interesting. I, I, I see. This is a, this is why I want to talk about it because I don't know where this is going to go. So I will hands down buy this because a, you've got a problem. I've got a problem. Um, B, I must own everything Dungeons and Dragons. That's just I just need to keep filling my shelf out. And I said to I said to my other half, I said Phoebe today when I was prepping for um, my next game. I've got another loan out. <laughs> I said to her, see, here's the thing, Phoebe. Everything becomes a lot easier to change in a pre-written module when you've got access they'll, to all the books. They'll appreciate over the next 80 years. They will They will only go up in value. <laughs> when I'm 90, we'll be able to sell them for a we'll profit. We'll be making bank. Yeah. Uh, I have two copies of Curse of Strahd. Don't at me. Um, to be fair, I got one for free. So, uh, But I will buy this because, A, I've got a problem. B, I want to buy everything Dungeons & Dragons. C, it's going to look sick on my shelf because it looks like... I mean, that's the primary reason. I mean, it, I mean, the box art looks like the red box, but it also looks aged and like it's from the 80s. It, it looks gorgeous. If it didn't have Stranger Things written on the front, you'd think it was from the 80s. Mm. Um, C, it's got two miniatures in it. Is that C? D? D. D, it's got two miniatures in it, one of which I can paint. Slowly down, so down for that. Uh, e, that's the next letter. It's got a set of dice in it, so I'm there. Uh, and F, it's a brand new adventure that no one's ever played before, Joe. Don't you have that set of dice, though, already? I don't know if it's going to be the same set. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it might be a bit different. That'd be cool. I think, knowing... I would assume it's a different set of dice. Yeah. Because everything else in there is different. Yeah. It'd be cool if they were, like, red and black. Well, it'd be the same set of rules, wouldn't it? Like, the basic rules, Yeah, it'd probably. be the same set of basic rules. But at the same time, I, I wouldn't... 
if, if I'd never played the starter set and I wanted to buy it for the adventure, I still wouldn't use the basic rules because I've got all the books and I've been playing for years, so I know them. So mm-hmm. that's get, fine. Get you. <laughs> I got all the books. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm intrigued. I like it. I like the idea. It'll be fun. I said because they're using like the demigorgon from the show. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, if there is some sort of weird space time crossover event of yeah. such. Maybe they go into the upside down in the D and D world. Maybe they go into Hawkins in the D and D world. It'd be maybe they go through like an. Maybe they m- are the kids. Maybe the upside down is the D and D world, and they go through a pool into the real world. Then, whoa. Maybe here's how I think they'd pull that off. If they were going to do that, I think it would be the upside down is the underdark. It's not the underdark. The um, the Shadowfell, mm. and the characters go to the Shadowfell to fight the quote unquote Demogorgon, and then transition into Hawkins, because we know that the wizards aren't ashamed, aren't uh, aren't afraid to connect the D&D universe to the real world because they've done it so many times in the past with like Elminster and they did it with the stream of many eyes and they did it with um in their old dragon magazine Elminster would visit Ed Greenwood and he would write what what about their times together like they're not ashamed of doing that so I think um that could be a thing they do Mm. I mean Hawkins is a fictional Hawkins isn't a fictional place but the setting for this for strange things for the show is like a fictional place so you know Side note, Go on. looking at the Demigorgon stat block, yeah. I don't see how you can actually win against it. A party of four 20-level characters... That's what I'm saying. I don't, I'm just, I don't think it's the Demigorgon. No, but it's not winnable, Like especially in its lair. Like, I don't think it's actually possible to win. Well, this is what confuses me. You'd have to me, roll because... like crits every time, and the Demigorgon would have to roll ones every time. Like, Yeah. It's... I think if Demigorgon rolls like a two, it still hits. It's got like a plus 20 to hit. Yeah. It it can just outright when kill you, characters. When it has like eight illusions of itself. <laughs> but how are you supposed to beat well, this, this thing? This is why I'm confused. Because when you watch the show, the miniature that Mike Wheeler puts down on the table on the mat is the Demogorgon. With the with the two weird snaky arms, the two heads, like it is the D&D That's why I think they're like level 20 in, the, in, the sh- in their game. Yeah. they got to be. But... In the show, they call the creature the Demogorgon, and they call um, the one in season two a mind flayer, don't they? They call it Nilithid. I mean, they're neither of those things, but... Although the one in season two does actually look like a mind flayer, like a lot more. No, it doesn't. It does. What, the, the... the big black shadowy thing. It doesn't look like a mind flayer at all. Uh, it does. No. I think it does. I think it definitely... Mind flayers are like humanoids, though. That thing's massive. Yeah, but it's like its face, its head shape... It doesn't have doesn't have weird tentacle mouth though. It's got loads of tentacles. Yeah, on its arms, not his mouth. That could be its mouth. Well, the whole thing could be its face. You don't know, Ben. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. But yeah. But anyway, what I'm saying is, I don't know whether you'll fight the Demogorgon or whether you'll play against whether it's going to do this weird twist and it will go into their Stranger Things universe because the miniature they give you isn't the Demogorgon; it's the show's enemy Demogorgon. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It's confusing, but you get what I'm saying. Benjamin, I think that... The only way we'll know is if I buy it. Well, I mean, there are other ways to know, but <laughs> I mean, if you want to go along that twisted logic, I mean, I'm happy for you to buy it. I, so I, you can play fact, in it. I think it'd be fantastic if you bought it. It, it. Here's what I'm excited about as well. I wonder how long it's going to last. Well, the original starter set is levels one to five, and it has... Is it this the original... Lost Minds of Pandora? I would say not the original Red Box. No, 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 sorry. Sorry, the original 5th edition. We're talking purely 5th edition here. Um, 
it's what levels one to five and it has each session is broken down into a chapter so you could realistically if time wasn't an issue and at all and your players did exactly what you wanted them to do which is never how it would be you could play all of the starter set in five sessions I mean, they might be like 18 hour long. I think months, we were on track but... to do that in like our stars. I don't know because there are a lot of side quests and obviously we're, we're changing things a bit for the dual DM thing, we which did, we talked about last week. We so. did skip a bunch of stuff though. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We sort of skipped an entire dungeon as well. <laughs> I, I guess we, found we... This, we found the secret door escape from the boss room and just went straight through to him, didn't we? I guess we're going to have to. Uh, for James's sake, I feel like we have to backtrack back through we the dungeon. We have to do that Skyrim just... thing where you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, go... you walk back around. <laughs> so make sure you got everything. Um, then you never know there might be some more magic items I, in there you know what with this Stranger Things thing I wish that uh, they'd never do it because it's not financially viable because no one uh, everyone plays 5th edition now yeah but in the show they're playing basic D&D they're playing a and d yeah. yeah like they're playing 1st edition Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> well it's the 80s I, so yeah it would be f- yeah well it's like probably ba- first yeah, it's it. like basic AD 2nd edition 3rd yeah. etc and I kind of wish they'd released this um, this adventure as an AD&D adventure. That would be cool. Because AD&D is actually still really fun to play. I think, to be honest, I think Basic is more fun than AD&D. I don't, I don't know the difference. Because if you got... Well, Basic is, like, really basic. Because yeah. the thing is, if you're going to go back to the, the really old editions, you yeah. might as well play the first one, because yeah. it's just more classic than... And if you're going to play AD&D, you might as well play second, because second is just a better version of AD&D. Yeah. But... Basic is awesome in that, like, elf is like a class. It's yeah. Not, not, it's not a race because elf is actually way more powerful than all the other races. Uh-huh. Because it, cause, uh, original Dungeons & Dragons was based a hell of a lot more on, like, Tolkien mm-hmm. and Lord of the Rings Middle-earth, where, like, elves are just superior in every way forever, to everyone else. And, they got better yeah. dexterity, they're more intelligent, etc. Yeah. They have magic. And so a... An elf was kind of a bit like a gish in um, well, for people who don't know what a gish is, like a magic user slash like fighter, basically. Yeah. yeah. You use weapons, but you also use magic. Blade singer. And so, yeah, but an elf was like that built in, so you would just play an elf. You wouldn't play like a dwarven fighter. Mm-hmm. And I think the classes, well, the only classes that were there were like. Was there, only, there were only the four, weren't there? Wizard, fighter, the rogue. It was thief. It was thief back then. Yeah. Um. And I think there might have been... I'd never played it, so I Ranger, don't... wasn't it? Hunter? <laughs> we did have rangers. <laughs> <back then>. <laughs> Petty <laughs> rangers. Um, uh, what was I it? I don't even think... We might have had a cleric. I, th- I think it might have been called priest. In Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe. Or something. It wasn't there... When, wasn't there a race called Hobbit? And they had to change it when they became... Yes, yeah, so the Hobbit thing. was halfling because yeah. they were going to get sued. Yeah. And they had to tra- change them. Um, I have, uh, interestingly enough. To Treant because yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them. That, that was a complete rip-off. Yeah, there was a rip-off. I have um, on my shelf uh, the special edition because uh, I'm loved and I got it for Christmas of Art and Arcana. And it goes into all of this. And I've, I've only read um, partially the first chapter of Manx. a busy, busy man. And that's a, that's a tome to get through. Um, but it goes into all the history. If you're ever, if you're interested in the history of D&D... Uh, Art and Arcana is more than just a book of the eye. It does tell you all of the history and, and where it came from. So it's, um, I mean, hashtag not sponsored, but have a look. It's a pretty good book. I think I'd really, side note, really like to play AD&D. Yeah, with, the with original you. was really fun. I, from what I've heard, I haven't played it myself, but from what I've heard, 
it's really. I'd even like to play second edition with you because I know you have before. Uh, I yeah, need to let se- someone in the back edition. door. So um, just just talk to the listeners for me. Okay, listeners. Talk about talk about um, talk about your expectations for this new star set. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, go, yeah. go for it. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. What we are going to talk about is see Ben just got up and he's left now, um, and I think we should have a little private talk about him because he's a bit annoying, isn't he? He's a little bit annoying. He he grates on me from time to time, you know. He moans at me when I swear on this podcast, when he himself does it frequently. And it's always coming back in now. I've got okay. to stop. I'm back. Help. Did you say help? No, didn't say that. You realise I edit these podcasts? <laughs> no, you don't. You just <laughs> <laughs> no, you just upload them. You don't fool you, me. You stick the intro on and then you upload it and lie. What are we talking about? Uh, D&D. Yeah. Um, this new start set. So, yeah, so I just... I'm really interested because I think... Um, I think I did just have to let someone in the back door. I'm really sorry. So unprofessional. Oh. I, know. I could have paused it, but it, it's less authentic. It's more fun that way. Anyway. Uh, yeah. This new starter set. I, I'm intrigued by the idea. I'm excited by it. And I think it opens up some doors for some new content. I think um, for us as players and consumers, I think we could see more of these crossovers i mean recently announced as well the guys at penny arcade who do acquisitions incorporated which has been going on for 10 years now and recently chris perkins has stepped down as the dm and mike Mars has taken over uh if you follow that game that means a lot because chris was like the og for that game um they have announced the first third party licensed D book which is going to be about how to create a corporation within D&D because the whole plot of Acquisitions Incorporated is that they are an adventuring corporation and they make money and stuff and it's like it's going to be a new rule set but what's interesting is that it's licensed by Wizards so it's going to be official mm. it's not just a, it's not going to be like a third party book that you buy it's not going to be like the the Matt Mercer Taldori setting or the Mike Koval Matt Koval Mike who's Mike <laughs> his, his, his estranged brother uh, it's not it's not going to be the Matt Koval Koval, uh, Strongheart's Are, you, are you having a stroke? <laughs> Can you smell toast, Joe? Or is it just me? <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's not just going to be a third-party book. It's actually licensed and endorsed by Wizards. So if they're doing that and they're doing this with Netflix, what else are we going to see down the road? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, what would you want to see? What sort of licenses would you want crossed over? I don't know. The MCU. No, no, no that's a, that's a horrible idea. Don't ever put Disney anywhere near my Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've, they've recently been doing as well if we're talking about crossover events um, to rival that of Infinity War D&D has had a run of comic books with Rick and Morty they, oh yes 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 Rick I, and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons I, I haven't read any of these but yeah I haven't read any of them I've seen snippets of them I know that um, I know that Matt Mercer and a few other people including Gary Gygax make an appearance in the latest issue which is really cool but at uh, yeah, I I haven't read them, but they they're doing more stuff, and I think it's it's a show of D and D's popularity, mm. and its continual growth in popularity. I don't know. I think we could see a lot of different things coming out over the next year. I think by by twenty twenty we'll see so many more things that we don't we we weren't expecting, like this kind of crossover with the star set. Mm. This is the first actual game crossover that isn't like a book, mm. you know. I mean, they had the crossover with Ravnica, Magic the Gathering, but no, they, mean, own, they own yeah, that, they own so it doesn't really count, does it? I would like... Hmm, let me think. What one would I really want? 
I don't, I don't know what I'd, I don't know. It's hard to pick something, isn't it? Hmm. You, you, you'd think like, oh, what if they did a crossover Lord of the Rings? We'll just play the Lord of the Rings tabletop RPG. You know? Yeah. And there was crossovers like, in older editions, but... Were there? Yeah, I mm. think so. We really do need to do like a one-off way player, an old... Mm. I'm trying to think what would edition. what would thematically suit. I would think I would want a... Something sci-fi, probably. Really? Yeah, like a Dune or a something. Did you know that a Doom is... Um, so let me get close to my friend. A Doom is what a Lich's Lair is called. Hmm. I I think I... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Law you should know. <laughs> I think... That's trademarked, sorry. That's, <laughs> that's not called that. Okay, this is pretty niche. I would want a... Uh... Disney Treasure Planet crossover. That what? old animated film from like. Why? That come out in the early 2000s. Why? That film's not great, but I really love it for some reason. And the animation's beautiful. Why? And it would be amazing. You could be space pirates, Ben. And it would fit into D&D perfectly. You can already be space pirates in D&D. Yeah, but Treasure Planet's cool, mate. And you could surf on a flying do you know I never watched I never watched Treasure Planet but I remember it having toys at McDonald's and like loving them (laughs) (laughs) even though I had no idea what they were or where they were from another tangent I was was trying to find what the the classes were for the original D&D I couldn't find them but I found them for AD&D yeah and you've got uh, quite basically all of them like Cleric Druid Fighter Paladin Ranger um, Ranger then you've got Ranger Magic user, which I think is supposed to be wizard. But then you've got like illusionist, which is a separate. Oh. Yeah, and then you've got thief, assassin, and monk. So thief and assassin are also separate. But what's interesting is each level of these classes had a title, what you'd be called. Yeah. So at level one, you won't. You're not a cleric. You're an acolyte. Yeah. And then you become an adept, priest, curate, uh, perfect, canon. Lama, like the Dalai Lama, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, uh, patriarch and then High Priest. That's quite cool. Which is cool. But then, like, um, like the fight is pretty cool. So at the start, you're a veteran, warrior, swordsman. Wait, hang on. At the start, you're a veteran? Veteran. How does that, How does that work? Swordsman, hero, uh, champion, yeah. uh, lord. Do you know what's interesting? I like that the, the last one for Paladin is yeah. just... Yeah, (laughs) you can't sum up any other way. What's interesting about these is that all of the titles that you're reading out are stat blocks for NPCs. Yeah, it's quite quite interesting. And then you've got like a yes, Paladin one is a gallant. I don't know, is a keeper, protector, defender. Who's this for? For Paladin, warder, guardian, um, chevalier, justicar. So this is kind of a fun thing that I wish was in. 5e, you know, titles. Having, yeah, having these cool titles. It could be like an optional rule. You don't have to use them necessarily. Mm. But I just think it's kind of fun. Like, um, like the ranger ones are actually quite cool. What are the magic user ones then? Uh, where are we? Uh, okay. So you've got... So this is weird. They're like... Some of them are like the schools. So you start off as an evoker, conjurer, mm. uh, thurgist, uh <laughs> Thermaturgist, magician, enchanter, warlock, because I guess warlock you know, didn't mag- exist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's a fifth edition. Sorcerer, because sorcerers didn't they exist. exist either, yeah. Necromancer, and then the last one is wizard. Hmm. Um, the illusionist one's weird. You start off as a prestidigitator, <laughs> then a minor trickster, which is kind of funny because like arcane trickster. Yeah. Um, Kabbalist, visionist, phastamist. 
Fans time of Daisy. Uh, Apratonist, Spellbinder, and then Illusionist. This is, Spellbinder's nice. These are fun. Like, why are these not in now? You know, because yeah. it, it kind of feels cool. Like, when you get a level, it's like yeah. you're going up a rank, even if it's your own just internal rank, and it actually has no meaning necessarily in the world. Yeah. It's, um... That's cool. I like, I, I like, I like the, the rogue ones are cool. So you start off as, like, a footpad, cut purse, robber, burglar, filcher, sharper... A mags man, and then a sure. thief, then master thief. Master thief is a uh, stat block now. Yeah, and they, well, master thief used to be like um like prestige classes and stuff. Yeah. In like I think third edition had prestige classes, or maybe that was pathfinder. I don't know. But <laughs> they meld into one. <laughs> Who knows? Three point five. But that's fun. I like. I wish that was the sort of thing that was in. I love it. I yeah. Lo- the, the only way you can get that now is if you join a faction and have renown with them. Well, that's the thing. And, I, you, you, and that's even then. That's an optional rule that not every table will use. I love. I love having like rank in a D and D game. Well, you're going to get that in Waterdeep, don't worry. I really, really like that because it's. It makes the character feel part of the world and it gives them authority and when you give someone authority they also have responsibility so Mm. it creates interesting roleplay opportunities like Mm. for instance if the fighter joins like the mercenary guild or whatever and he becomes like a um, centurion or whatever right Mm. and he's responsible that means then when he has to face those responsibilities of that rank it it comes with interesting roleplay opportunities but he also has more power to get things done because I find it kind of interesting that in normal D and D, like a character can go all the way to level twenty, but like he still has no authority over the guards or or any you know, or like the wizard acolytes or anything. Most of the time, even if he's like he or she's like a god at that point, you know? Yeah. Um and so I like I like it when say you save the town from like a goblin invasion or whatever, and the Lord bestows upon you like um Lord, like honorary protector of the town or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it it comes with actual benefits. Like for instance, you can, if you're caught doing a crime, you know, there's a good chance you can just hand wave it off because you're the honorary protector. You know what I mean? Like it's you're like the you, earl. Of, yeah, it's yeah. like you know you work for the. You could say like, hey, I, you know, I'm on a secret mission. This is part of that, and the guard will probably buy it. Cause, yeah. And so, but do you use your powers then for... For good or ill. For good or ill, you know. Do you just abuse them? And does power corrupt. Yeah. And it's like an evolution of the game then. So by the time you get to like level 10 or whatever, you're dealing in much greater politics and stakes, you know. Mm, mm. Um, Which is not something you always get when you don't... The characters aren't recognised for their work necessarily. Yeah. That's why I liked liked giving out rank to one of the members... um, because you guys in my game are sort of members of a uh, organisation. Yeah, we don't want to be though, do we? No, but one of you guys got a promotion. <sighs> I don't want to be. And um, that was fun. That came with like a little magic item as well. Yeah. And you didn't really use it as such, but when you were in that city, that character could have flashed that badge and gotten into places where they normally... Wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, or yeah. would have struggled to get into. We've um, we've done this spectacular tangent here. We've done it again, but... It's good though. Going back... To, yeah, it's good. Going back to our original topic... Um, I'm I'm thinking about this this Netflix starter set, and I think one thing that intrigues me is in the current standard Dungeons and Dragons starter set, Lost Minds of Fandelva, you get the four or five, I can't remember how many it is, character sheets, I think it's four, and you play them, and it's and that's great, or you just play your own characters, it doesn't really change anything, it doesn't change anything in the story, really. Mm. But it looks like in this adventure, the whole point will be to play the characters they give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well, 
there are the the group on on the show. There's four of them in that group, which means there's only three of them in the party. But this is it's for three plus players, up to five players. So who are those extra characters? Maybe they'll bring in the characters from like season two of the show. Like, oh, I mean that's 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 not. What about the continuity? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're too concerned with that. I mean, I am. I mean, the demigorgon's not actually the demigorgon. Like, are you yeah, going to role play as? Dustin role-playing Dustin the Dwarf? Like, yeah, man. Is it going to be like two degrees of separation? Yeah. Here? <laughs> yeah, I'm in deep. I'm in so deep. But I think that adds another level to it. I think that adds another um, reason to buy is that it's, it's for me, just trying to find another reason. I mean, let's face it, like, this is going to be on my shelf when it comes out or within a week of its release, I'll tell you. Uh, as long as I can pay for it. As long as the bailiffs haven't yeah, turned yeah, up. I've got, I've got to talk to the old, uh, the old lane shark. Uh, I somersault a double for this. It's just a starter set, whatever. But it, it's not going to be an adventure that your standard normal characters that you play all the time can jump into. And I think I like that. I think I like that it's not going to be something that you can just drop your D&D character into like every other module. I think it keeps it separate. It gives it a unique ability to it. And I think that having having it like that means you can just drop it in as like a one shot like a break like oh we've we've been playing this adventure for so long now and it's you know it's getting depressing we've got to save the world like we just need a break okay well then let's play this nice game where you play as will the wise and dust in the dwarf you know mm. it's gonna be nice i think it's gonna be refreshing i think it's whatever it's gonna be unique and different and i wonder if they like also that. have like tragic backstories of sadness and betrayal <laughs> well that's, we don't know anything about their characters no so well, I mean, we know very minimal about like Dustin is a dwarf and Will the Wise is a magician. That's it. That's all we know. Mm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't. I don't know if it was in. I know in second edition, when if you're like a wizard, you would be a certain type of wizard, like yeah. a necromancer or an yeah. enchanter or whatever. But that means you couldn't cast spells from the other schools. You could. Yeah. I think you could cast spells from two schools, but not the others. But which... you and you couldn't learn the higher spells unless you had gone through the lower ones or something like you couldn't learn a level two illusion spell unless you had a level one illusion spell yeah something like that yeah and um so again just that was another interesting i don't think that's a good thing to carry over but it just made things no, more um i think it's going to be i don't think it's because it's it's branded as a starter set and it's written for new and returning players i think it will be made for fifth edition i don't think it will have any of this stuff that makes that makes you go oh old edition stuff i don't think it will be like that at all Ooh, old oh old edition stuff, stuff. i don't think that's going to be a part of it i think it will be purely fifth edition stuff and it will be written for fifth edition and mm. and that will be that because if it's a starter set you you have to be open to new players Back in my day, we could polymorph anything into anything. Yeah. Watch yeah. all these beasts. Watch this CR rating stuff. What is that CR? I still don't know the CR system really well because, like, I'm, I'm. I don't look at it. Well, I, I briefly oh, look God, at I it. Just, I've just kicked something. We're making an encounter. I briefly have a. Well, a that's look. the thing. Like, I'm leveling up Waterdeep for you guys, and I'm like, oh. They're fifth, they're fifth level, there's a pie of four, let's have a look at their EXP threshold. Ah, uh, this isn't even an easy encounter. Right, let's do this. Oh, it's over deadly, that'll be fine. <laughs> like, okay. I never look at the... I try, I, I try to use the XP system of calculating stuff. Yeah. But it really doesn't work. Like, you can't just look at that. It's no. an okay guideline, but like... You have to look at the abilities, because, again, we go back to the example of the intellect of our being a CR2, <laughs> but it killed Galahad. Yep. 
So we're going to see. Yeah, that's the thing. It's you have to look at the abilities, and you also have to look at like how many attacks each creature has and stuff. Especially when you start adding multiple of creatures. Oh yeah. Like the difficulty gets exponentially more um, challenging. Yeah. And so. Yeah, like certain attack. Like if a creature's got multi attack, he's much more deadly than a creature that has one attack. Even if that one attack does a lot more damage. Yeah, I feel because they've got more sustained damage uh, yeah, over you've got multi attack. You have to look at action economy as well, and it's just like oh, it's just a pain the bum. A lot of the time now, I have a brief look at the CR. Um, generally, I want my CR to be like five, maybe five levels above the party or something like that. Wait, what? Yeah, I really go high. Like Jesus, man. Chimera was a lot higher. Like when you guys fought the Frog Hemoth, he yeah. was like, I think he was five or six CR levels above you. So basically, what you're saying is you're always going for a deadly encounter. No. Yeah, but it's not necessarily deadly because I feel like the CR rating undervalues the the party because that that Frog Hemoth encounter, yeah. I would say that was hard. It wasn't deadly. It was unfortunately a couple of your party got swallowed by the beast. Oh well, yeah, there is that. And but you could still act inside, and one of the players did nearly die. Mm. But one of the players nearly dying is not necessarily deadly. Deadly is like you come out by the skin of your teeth. You yeah. all, Most of the other party had like full health, you know. Yeah, that's true. And like two of you were untouched. Yeah. So it was not terrible, you know. Um, and that was, I guess I don't... Because I, I used to always make encounters way too easy. Because yeah. you used to CR. Like, for instance, say you got a party of four and you're like, okay, so... Again, this comes down to action economy. Like, you take a, um, a, a Death Knight, for instance, right? Yeah. Who's like CR, I can't remember, say it's just like 15, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I've got a party of 15. Or, say I've got a party of four level 13 characters, right? You do the math, and you're like, okay, this should be a hard encounter. Because if they're all level 15, it'd be a medium encounter. Yeah. No, if they're all level 15, and you put them up against Death Knight, they kill it in one round. Because mm. the Death Knight gets, what, two attacks? They get... They they're gonna get like eight, yeah. Basically, you know. See, something I'm doing now is is changing encounters that are pre-written, and that's quite interesting because it's like I'm like, oh, this gazer is a CR of one twenty-fifth. You keep talking about this gazer, Ben. Who is this gazer? There's a there's a point where you can come across a gazer in in some sewers, and I was like, right, well, I'll um, I'll I'll just make it four gazers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, I, and I looked, and I was like. That's not even an easy encounter for them. That's that's ridiculous. So what I've done is instead I've swapped it out for a, I don't know how you say it, a gauth, a goth, a goth, just like a like mini holder, um, and that kind of makes sense. And then like another one, I was like, oh, there's a there's a grey ooze in there. And I looked at the grey ooze stat block, and I was like, okay, yeah, for a party of level ones, that's quite worrying. I was like, for a party of level fives, that's nothing. So I swapped out for a black pudding, mm. which is like eighty four hit points, and we're all like wreck your day do some damage yeah yeah i'm like and i'm 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 it it's interesting because i'm i'm seeing places where i can like for example you go into a, a a bandit camp and it's like well i can't change bandits they're bandits so instead of finding two in this room you're going to find six mm. like like there's there's encounters like that where you can just lift them up the human stat blocks are a little bit easier to manipulate, to manipulate because you can just yeah, like instead of an apprentice wizard this guy is now an enchanter yeah or like yeah or like a veteran becomes like a champion or something yeah. right it's just... that's a big jump <laughs> <laughs> yeah but champion it's... nearly killed you one on one joe do you remember yeah but i was like again that's another encounter that was a a deadly encounter yeah. for me yeah 
Um, we also used a different initiative system, which was quite fun. Yeah, but we should talk about that. I was level I was day. level six, and he's CR nine. Yeah. So that's if and here's the thing: if I was level nine, I would have killed him in like one round. Mm. I would have queued up a, a bonus action um, smite, mm-hmm. and then I would have done my two attacks, and presumably they'd both hit, and I would have. Smite. done my biggest smite on both of them and he'd be dead yeah so it's like that's the thing you've got to look at you've got to look at like the party are generally glass cannons like creatures have lots of hp but they do less damage yeah and the party has not that much hp but they do buckets of damage yeah um and lots of cc and crowd control and stuff like that that's the thing like i have to worry about now because like in my game the monk has stunning strike mm. which uh High levels is not that great because everything has a massive like con save. Yeah. But at these levels you're at now, like level six, Stunning Strike is like amazing because stuff normally doesn't have, at most, maybe it's got like a plus seven con save or something like, right? Mm. But his save is like 15. Mm. So you stun it, like you can stun the boss and that's it. Done. Like I was yeah. lucky that my frog hemoph only got stunned the once, <laughs> you know. Like because you, as soon as you stun it, and it lasts to the end of your next round, so you can stun lock it <laughs> forever. And so when what, the way I've counteracted that now is by using combats with multiple enemies, right? Yeah. Instead of putting all my um, CR into just one big bad guy with lots of attacks, I've put it in. Spread it across. Spread the it across. This mm. is why um, they've had, and I think it's a really good change. Is they've added uh, legendary actions. Yeah. Because this means you. And can, lair actions as well. This means you can have a dragon, like, on its own. Because before, if you wanted to do a dragon, you'd sort of have to give it a bunch of minions and stuff. Yeah. It's not really... A, a lot of kobolds or something. Not really what I imagine when I have a, a dragon fight, right? Like, yeah. you just want the party fighting... Fighting the, one big dragon. Big. Yeah. But and now it can do that because it's making its three attacks or whatever. But then it's also doing, it's got like... got legendary resistance. Yeah, then it's doing, like, another two or three attacks. On the end of people's turns. Yeah, so yeah. even though it's one creature, it's acting like it's, like, three mm. or four creatures, which mm. is fun. Um, I think we should... Going back to your champion fight, I think we should talk about that different initiative system that we used that came out on well, that the... saved me. I would have died if we hadn't been using that. Well, it was a, it was a bit of an experience. I think um, I think we should do that as an episode because it's uh, it's an unearthed arcana. It's out there, it exists. It's been out for a while. We've used it a couple of times. We haven't used it since. We've used it a couple of times. It's something I like to implement on boss battles. So that could be quite an interesting topic. Mm. Well, because is it that saved me because uh, basically as a general gist you don't roll a d20 and whoever gets higher it's not a turn order no it doesn't matter basically like you roll different um sided dies for different actions so for instance if you want to make an attack like you roll a, a d6 like a single attack you'd roll d6 if it was a multi-attack you'd roll say, 2d6 2d6 and the highest you, number is, is last in the order is last in the order right yeah. so you can do more stuff but it's like but what i but it means you can get more done in a single round yeah so you could make an attack cast a spell and use a bonus action, but mm. you will be definitely probably last in the order. But what I did is I essentially got two actions done by um, lay on handsing and attacking in yeah. one round. Yeah. Because if I just attacked, because oh, I had like four HP, I would, if I just attacked, I would have died. If yeah. I just lay on hands, you would have hit me yeah. and drained me. My HP again, I'd be in the same situation. Yeah. So that 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 uh, I was I was on the I was on the, lo- the on fine the line. line between life and death there. And, well, let's uh, let's let's save that for another episode because that'd be good. Um. I think this this episode was interesting. It was an interesting start, and we've gone off on a few tangents. But hey, that's that's D and D. That's what we do here. You always avoid the main quest and take the side quest, don't you? Cool. We'll just... Are we? Um, we should probably say now before we end. We're not sure whether there's going to be an episode next week. 
um, we need to have a chat and work out what we're doing because there's a, there's a potential of not being able to get together. Um, so might be our first break. It might be our first break. If there is an episode next week, surprise, there's an episode. <laughs> we hope you enjoy it. Um, if there isn't, then we will be back as scheduled on the 14th. Back to normal. Back to normal. Um, we'll be weekly then. Cool. Well, In the meantime, follow us on Twitter to find out what we're doing and to know whether there's going to be an episode and like and review us and all that kind of let stuff. Let us know what you think about these Stranger Things doohickey. Yeah, I, I genuinely want to know what people are thinking because I'm all for it, but I know there will be people out there that hate the idea of it. So, Is there anything you're not all for, though, when it comes to Dungeons I mean, if it's Dragons? got D&D on it and it's licensed by Wizard, then I will buy it. So. Are we going to play it, Ben? Yes. When? How many modules have we got queued up right now? No, like no, six? You say that. no, but you say that, but we're actually getting through them because Waterdeep <laughs> is on the way. We're currently finishing Lost Minds at finishing. We're halfway through Lost Minds and Foundover, which we've never played before. We've got uh we've got still we've got we've got so much opportunity to do all of them after Waterdeep. It's fine. It's, it's fine. cool. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Okay. We don't know when the next adventure is gonna be I mean we do. It'll be it'll be in the winter of this year. But that's ages <laughs> away. It's fine. <laughs> the next solstice. And I will buy that. Alright. Hey, Joe. Yeah. This episode's not explicit. <gasps> Thanks for that. Alright. Hey bye. kids. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to us today. If you like the podcast, then do us a favour. Give us a review or a like on iTunes and Anchor. And share us with your friends. You can find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at We Speak Common. The music in the podcast is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is licensed under an attribution license CC by NC. You can find it on the Free Music Archive. 